welcome. My name is the Alpha Female, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa! G'day, Maddie's Bushwhacker Luke here, 2015 Hall of Famer, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah! Whoa! This is pro wrestling's only modern day Viking gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates. And you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, fellas, uh, you guys have a great day. And and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's that's great. (laughs) We've had 70-degree weather here. We really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. So. Let's try this again and see if this is going to work now. Basser69 was uh, in the other chat, in the other section. Mel is saying, yay, so obviously it's working, this stupid shit-ass program. I am just about done and through with this. My goodness. Um, I apologize for that. I sincerely do. Basser 69 had said slap nuts in the very first one there. And uh, yeah, that was a, a very, very interesting thing. I uh, got to interview Jeff Jarrett and it uh, it went very, very well. It was a long process to do. I had to go through his entire team of people, get everything all set, get everything all done. But it worked out in the end. Yeah, Mel. Uh, freaking Melon. Like... I tell you, I tell you, I'm I'm probably going to be sending them an email going, uh, what the F, David Blaine, because this is just insane. Astrid, thank you for coming in. Love you, girl. Yeah. Hopefully, Basser comes back in because he is one of the good people in this world, and I want to uh, make sure that he knows that. I want to make sure that Basser knows that. We got a number of different topics to go over today. It is just me. It is solo today. Before we get to these topics, though, I want everyone to make sure that you are sticking around to our local establishment's Twitch page later tonight at 1010 Eastern Standard Time. We are going to be having Taking Over with Astrid and Ed once again tonight, talking all things NXT Go and show as much support to them as you possibly can. And that happens every Tuesday at 1010. So make sure you're going to check that out after this program. And I want to talk about Rogue Energy. One of the sponsors that we have here who has been absolutely amazing to us. And we want to be absolutely amazing to them as well. It is the holiday season. So go and purchase yourself some Rogue Energy and purchase some for some friends as well. And save yourself a couple of bucks when you use the promo code OLEPODS at the checkout. You're going to save 10% off your entire purchase. What better to do than to save money and get gifts at the same time? It's a win-win situation for everyone. I'm still not sponsored by Dr. Pepper, but we're working on that. We're working on that. It's going to come. I know it is. We're going to get into some professional wrestling talk here today. First thing that we're going to be talking about is NXT and NXT going away. Okay, Astrid, before you jump down my throat, just hear me out here. NXT is going away. It is. But not in the way that most people would think or suspect. What's happening is that reports are coming out that NXT will be going away from the Performance Center for the new premium live events that will be taking place. Starting in February with Vengeance Day. Now apparently, this is supposed to be happening in Charlotte, North Carolina. And moving forward, we are going to be seeing a continuation of of NXT traveling outside of the PC for premium 
live events. Shawn Michaels is quoted as saying in an interview with the MMA Hour, says, at the forefront, I'm more focused on development and developing the young men and women that have passed through here and getting them prepared for the main roster. In the process, if we are able to build back this brand where we can get back into those arenas and start selling them out, that's a bonus. It definitely would be. But I can't say honestly that's the goal right now. To me, I'm focused on the development of these young men and women. But I tell you, the more people we can get that have experience that can filter through our system, it's only going to help. So we're going to start off February 4th, Charlotte, North Carolina with Vengeance Day. And... From other reports that I've been seeing, this is going to be a continuation. It's going to continue on going through in different places, in different arenas, which I am very much so happy about. We need that expansion, I believe. Anyways, I think that that expansion is going to be uh, great for business because it's going to get the product on more people's eyes is going to be able to allow more people to go to a WWE premium live event. Even if it is NXT, it's still a WWE product. So people can actually say I was at a WWE premium live event and feel proud about it, especially with what's coming out with NXT and from Shawn Michaels right now. I want to talk a little bit about these people and some of these people that Shawn Michaels has even talked about where he said, we need to bring more people into the PC. We need to allow more people to come in so that we can build these talents. Well, I have two names that were reportedly, and I can say with certainty that they were there at the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, having tryouts for the WWE former MLW star and a former AEW slash NWA slash Impact Wrestling star. Both of them uh, have done quite a bit within the world of professional wrestling, and it will be very nice to see if they do make it to the NXT roster or even further on onto Raw or SmackDown. The MLW star that I talk about is Casey Navarro, okay? And then the next one that I talk about is Kylie Ray. Smiley Kylie having a comeback in the world of professional wrestling once again. And making her way over to the Performance Center for a tryout with the WWE. I hope there was success for both of them. Kylie Ray's wrestled for several promotions, major promotions. Um, she signed in early uh, 2019 when All Elite Wrestling launched. She signed with them. Her time with the company was short. She stepped away to deal with some personal issues. In 2021, Kylie Ray pulled out of scheduled bookings to address issues with alcohol that she had. Um, hopefully, she got herself to where she needs to be, and it seems as though she probably has. If she's making her way now to the Performance Center to try out for the WWE, I'm sure that she has found those uh, coping mechanisms that are going to be a positive for her that she needs to continue forward and continue on with sobriety and i'm very very happy about that uh, she's been active on the independent scene and those who know her are uh, of the impression that she is in a much better place mentally now these days so i'm very happy to hear that um, casey navarro if you don't know who that is google will be your friend. And you will not be disappointed with Casey Navarro either. You need to check out that superstar. Yes, already I will say superstar. Kylie Ray has been in the public eye for a while. 
but go and check out some of her work as well. So lots of amazing, great things, great news coming out of the WWE and NXT right now. I am going to go a little bit on a darker side right now, and we're going to be talking a little something about um, some sad. Yes, a little bit of sad. When I say sad, I mean for me, maybe not so sad. I understand where this person is coming from. I understand what is going on, and I am very happy for this person and for what they have contributed to the world of professional wrestling. Pro wrestling legend and AEW star Dustin Rhodes has had a hell of a career, a Hall of Fame worthy career, and is going to go down as probably one of the greatest in-ring performers of all time. But that is coming to an end. By 2023, the end of 2023 is most likely at this point going to be the last year that we see Dustin Rhodes as a professional wrestler in the ring. He did actually announce at a recent Blizzard Brawl show that 2023 will be his last year, which will most likely happen by the month of November of 2023, as that is when roughly his contract is going to end. We don't know exactly when it's going to end, but uh, we do know that this November, last month, he actually had said that he has about a year left of his AEW contract. So, if you want to see Dustin Rhodes live, you better make sure that you go and do it very, very soon. Because, yeah, it is coming to an end. Dustin Rhodes, most notably known in the WWE as Gold Dust, made his wrestling debut actually in 1990 or 1988. Worked uh, a number of different runs on and off within the WWE from 1995 to 2019. He also worked with TNA Wrestling and WCW. He's a former two-time WCW Tag Team Champion, a one-time six-man tag team champion within WCW, a two-time United States Heavyweight Champion with WCW, three-time WWE Intercontinental Champion, nine-time Hardcore Champion, one-time WWE Tag Team Champion, one-time WWE World Tag Team Champion, and a two-time WWE Tag Team Champion. So the differentiation between like the Raw and the SmackDown championships going on there. Um... Known as The Natural, The Natural Dustin Rhodes is working currently as a coach in AEW. He last competed for the promotion actually on uh, in August uh, on, a, on an episode of Rampage um, where he came up short against uh, Claudio uh, for the ROH title. Um, yeah, that's about all that we really, really have at this point anyways when it comes to Dustin Rhodes, and uh, kind of what he said at this Blizzard Brawl. Chris Best coming in. Thank you for coming in, my friend. How are you? I hope you are doing well. Speaking of former people and people being gone from AEW, we have another name that is gone from AEW right now. At least that's what we think. This person was essentially written off of television after being carted away by medical professionals. Um, we're seeing William Regal's time with AEW come to an end. The main event of Full Gear saw MJF defeat John Moxley to become the new AEW World Champion with an assist 
from Sir William Regal, who handed brass knuckles over uh, to MJF to knock out uh, Blackpool Combat Club's John Moxley on last Wednesday's episode of Dynamite. Uh, we saw MJF brutally attack William Regal with the same brass knuckles as a way to like write him off of AEW television. There's actually been reports as well that this is all because he has somewhere else to go. Oh, there we go, Chris. Yes. Chris Best coming in saying Jim Ross himself actually confirmed Regal's departure. Yes, he did. So now, tomorrow night on AEW Dynamite, we are supposed to be having um, Tony Khan come out and discuss the William Regal situation, I guess. I don't know if there really is any type of situation going on, but um, hopefully this is done in a very classy way. So I'm going to give you the report that comes from uh, Mr. Meltzer. So take this however you want with a grain of salt. Okay. Meltzer is actually reporting that Regal is officially gone from AEW and something will be going down on Wednesday to address certain aspects of the situation. The storyline with the Blackpool Combat Club will continue in some way, but Regal is definitely, and these these are his words, but Regal is definitely returning to the WWE. Meltzer then revealed that uh, so many different people have told him so many different stories, and some stating Regal's AEW contract was only short term deals and others stating that he actually had signed for a three year deal. And there are those who stated that he had an, uh, an out in his AEW contract. So again, with a grain of salt coming from Dave Meltzer, who himself kind of in a roundabout way, covered his own ass, um, says Regal's gone. And he's going back to the WWE. But I'm being told that it was only short-term contracts that he had from some. And long-term contracts from others. So, I don't know. Essentially is what uh, uh, Meltzer said there. Um, wherever Regal goes, I'm happy for him. <laughs> right? It's so true. Meltzer's usual answer, I don't know. It's very true. I just ad-libbed that in there for him, but I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope William Regal does not leave AEW because AEW needs a mind like William Regal. Sure, they have some other people that are there, and I'm going to get to one of those, uh, one of those people in uh, my next couple of topics here, but William Regal is just one of those names that uh, that I think is just it's going to always be synonymous with professional wrestling. He understands the business. He's been in the business long enough to know how things should be run and what should be done. On the other hand, William Regal is a very old school competitor, a very old school person when it comes to professional wrestling. And all of this flippy dippy shit that's happening within uh, the world of wrestling right now, I don't know if Regal even understands what is going on when that happens. William Regal, uh, I've, I've. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that I've ever seen William Regal do like uh, a tope. Um, I've never seen him fly over the top rope, uh, you know, different stuff like that. And that's that seems to be a lot of where the world of professional wrestling is going uh, today. Um, yeah, thanks, Young Bucks. Jeez. But... So it'll be very interesting. Maybe, maybe if William Regal actually stays with AEW, we can get a little bit of control over that and maybe get back to a little bit of 
good professional wrestling and not just acrobatics inside that ring. I mean, Arn Anderson is still there, correct? Yeah, Arn Anderson is is still there. Yes. Yes. So, with Arn Anderson being there, I mean, that is definitely right up there with Regal, one of those names that uh, that is just going to be synonymous with professional wrestling. Uh, so, it'll be interesting to see in the next coming months where William Regal actually goes, if he just stays in a backstage capacity with AEW, or... If he decides to go and move over to the WWE and return there once again. And there's not even any talk or speculation as to what Regal would even be doing in the WWE if a return is done. So, yeah. I do know that this is going to be... Yes, Ed. Thank you very much for that. Dr. Pepper sponsor, Carl. We need to get that trending on the Twitter box, on all the socials. We need to get this right here. Let me get that right here. And uh, we can even screenshot that. We need to get that. No, no, no. That mustache was all in the way. Let's see here now. Now I'm just fucking around. Dr. Pepper, I need I need I need Dr. Pepper to sponsor me. I absolutely love that stuff. Speaking of sponsors, this is gonna be a very quick show today, so we need to hear from some of our sponsors before we move on. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow. And this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. The official Turnbuckle Studio shop is open. Official merchandise from all the favorite shows, plus merchandise you can only find here. Stuff from Turnbuckle Studios. Carl Carafel unboxes The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke Miscellaneous products that you can only find here Beats and Beatdowns And Turnbuckle Talk Find all this merchandise exclusively at carlcarafel.redbubble.com And thank you for bearing with me through those commercial breaks. My name is Carl Carafel, and this is Turnbuckle Talk, episode 299, happening right now. Let's get to these comments that are here before we move on. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Bam on top, tabbed. Thank you so, so much. Chris Best coming in saying, I think I know what they could do with Regal in the WWE. I think he'd be the best suited, or he would be best suited assisting with the revamp of NXT Europe that's supposed to happen. That would be a fantastic idea because I think Regal would uh, be able to take that NXT brand and really elevate it in the European market. There is a lot of professional wrestling that happens over in Europe, but to be able to have the conglomerate known as the WWE with a stamp of approval on a product over there, such as NXT, what better ambassador to have? What better person to have running that show? Than Sir William Regal. 
I think that's a very fantastic idea, Chris, and uh, I think it's something that should definitely be taken a look at by Triple H, the person who is now running, essentially, he's running the company. We had somebody who was running the company before. His name was Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Well, we got a little bit of new information when it surrounds Vince McMahon, and I'm going to read through here for a moment. It says, WWE recently announced via a brand new SEC filing that the special committee investigation on Vince McMahon has now ended and that the special committee that did the investigation has been disbanded. It is also reported on the SEC filings that the WWE's board of directors is working with management to implement the recommendations of the special committee given during the investigation, and McMahon's resignation could adversely affect WWE's ability to create popular characters and creative storylines, or it could otherwise adversely affect the company's operating results. <sighs> I don't know how I feel about that right now. There was also mention that Vince McMahon is still the biggest shareholder in the WWE and that his daughter, Stephanie McMahon, is the co-CEO, but Mr. McMahon can effectively exercise control over all affairs. Which has led to speculation that Vince could still return to the company. Though a spokesperson said Vince is done, done. And will not be returning to the company any longer following his retirement. We're now being shown that Vince McMahon could, at any time that he wants to, make a return I don't want to see that happen. We are seeing such good things coming from the WWE right now that I fear that the company will go back into, let's say, a recession of sorts and really falter. <laughs> I agree with you. Chris says, oh God, no. He needs to stay away and just collect his checks. And I think at this time that, uh, yeah, I would agree with that. He just needs to collect his checks and uh, just just be done with it. Um, yeah, Vince McMahon retired from the WWE this past July after the former CEO had paid out nearly $20 million dollars in previously unrecorded expenses, almost $15 million of which were hush money for sexual misconduct allegations he received from uh, several women over the past 16 years, $5 million of that going to former United States President Donald Trump's now-defunct foundation through donations in 2008. Seven and two thousand and nine. This is something that I, I really do not want to see. I don't want to see Vince McMahon actually come back and make a return to the WWE in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Let him just continue to hold the majority share until the time of his um, demise, his passing, whatever it may be, and then those shares can be looked at. After that, whether they just go back into a pool for more shareholders to uh, purchase or whether those are things that are going to be uh, set aside as an inheritance, I don't know at this point, but Vince McMahon just needs to stay away. One of the really good things that I think has come from this new era, this new regime within Triple H and head of the company is something that I alluded to a little bit uh, last night while we were doing a Monday Night Raw watch-along with myself and the Chris Parrish, where I talked about people that are being hired and what's going to happen with them. So I'm seeing a lot of reports from a lot of different people that are all confirming and saying the exact same thing. 
is that the majority of these new people that are being hired within the company are being hired on smaller dates. So instead of them, <laughs> yes, yes, keep uh, long, uh, John Laryngitis away as well. Yes, 100%. Triple H has gone and brought in these uh, these these different stars, returning stars, brought people back. Normally, within the old time of WWE, when you signed a contract, you were signing for like 300 days out of the year. You're working twice on Sunday. Doesn't matter. You're working well. After going through, taking a look at things, taking a look at studies, seeing how um, the effects of this physicality has been on a person, things are slowly starting to change. And within the WWE, one of those changes is that contracts are not being set for 250 to 300 days of the year anymore. They're more being set to like 120 days which then leads us to situations of if we only have these people for 120 days including television and non-televised shows if we only have them for 120 dates or 100 dates out of 365 what are we going to do with them well Here's what's going to happen. And here's uh, kind of almost we've been maybe seeing it a little bit already. We have, I don't want to say a bloated roster within the WWE, but we do have a large talent pool within the WWE right now. And some of those names just go by the wayside and we really don't see them. We don't get to experience their level of talent because there's always a focus on those other stars. Well, with having shorter dates and shorter time within the year for you to actually work, that is now allowing shorter storylines and allowing for more people to get a focus put on them. Short of like Akira Tozawa being within the 24-7 championship bullshit fiasco cluster that happened. Did we really see Akira Tozawa doing anything? We really didn't. But we did last night on Monday Night Raw. We actually got to see Akira Tozawa inside a Monday Night Raw ring actually performing. Not just some stupid sketch that he's doing in the back for a roll-up and a 24-7 championship win bullcrap going on. We're actually starting to see more and more of these other superstars within the company getting some time on television. And I absolutely love that right now. We don't always have to have our focus on you know, the big top tiered names. No, those big top tiered names are going to always be those names. But you're never going to be able to create those names if you're not allowing your audience to see these other people that are there and available. Ah, This is Chris. Chris is saying, I kind of like... Uh, that Hunter is doing this, not only does it give guys a chance to shine, but it keeps every character fresh. That is exactly spot on. That is exactly what I love about this entire thing, is that we're not getting the same 12 to 15 people on our screens the entire year through. We're now going to be able to see more people on our television screen 
which just makes me happy because that means that there's going to be more professional wrestling. That means that there's going to be more names that I get to take a look at. That means that that uh, product is going to get more of a focus on it as well because people aren't going to be going, oh, I was watching this 10 months ago and it was, you know, Seth Rollins and Riddle and it's still that same shit happening. Well, no, now people are going to get a little bit more excited and they're going to be saying, holy shit, I don't know who that is, but I really enjoyed that matchup and I want to see more. So very good on Triple H for doing that. And that was just a little side thing that I thought about yesterday and I'm like, I really want to talk about that. So I'm glad that uh, I was able to in this context. Someone that has been uh, part of the WWE before, been part of Impact Wrestling, been part of several different promotions. I mean, he even tried to take a global force and make it shine. We're talking the name Jeff Jarrett. Just in a moment, Chris says it harkens back to the 80s and early 90s when we didn't see everyone every week. That's exactly true. And that is, that's what I enjoy. I am 41 years old. Yes, I'm a 41-year-old man sitting in front of a screen with a camera and a microphone talking about professional wrestling. Get over it. I absolutely loved that time because that's what I grew up watching was the 80s and the 90s wrestling. So to see that kind of come back in a new way makes me happy and makes me excited once again. And I had, we all know that I, maybe you don't know, uh, this program was actually uh, two of us for a while. There was myself and there was my uh, longtime friend Joe as well, corporate Joe, big Joe, mighty Joe, whatever Joe he's going to go by. Um, he really fell away from professional wrestling because of the bullshit that was happening within the WWE because we did talk a lot about the, the WWE. It's the largest company in the world, so of course we're going to. Of course we're going to. And he really fell away and he shied away from the actual product of professional wrestling itself. Because for, for us here in North America, it's a little harder for us to be able to get uh, like New Japan wrestling, which I love watching. Joe loves watching. But it isn't something that was readily available for us to be able to keep up on while we're doing shows. So he took a step back. And I took over the reins, not Romans, but I took over the reins and I continued this on. Joe has even messaged me. Joe has even said on past uh, watch alongs that he's actually starting to get a little bit excited about this product that the WWE is showing us as well. And again, I think it all boils down to and comes back to hearkening to the days of the 1980s in the early 1990s when the majority of us loved and started watching professional wrestling. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett signs. Jeff Jarrett signs with a company. Jeff Jarrett signs with all elite wrestling did we expect anything else? We recently saw him on AEW programming, and um, yeah, I really didn't expect anything else to come from this, except that he was going to be joining All Elite Wrestling in some form, fashion, capacity. He hasn't signed, though, as a talent. Jeff Jarrett has actually signed for a full-time AEW deal as okay Jeff I love you I really do you have been a favorite of mine for a long 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 time I worked my ass off to get an interview with you that went fantastic 
he has been signed as director of business development. Wah, wah. And I only say that because I'm going to use the example of Global Force Wrestling, where Jeff Jarrett tried to create his own promotion, Global Force Wrestling, and nothing really came of it. I think he had a hand in kind of a small demise of TNA, Impact Wrestling, as well. So I'm not sure how well this is going to be for AEW to have Jeff Jarrett as the director of business development when he couldn't develop a company on his own. Now, this might be different, definitely might be, because he's got the backing of other people there with him as well. So I'm hoping and I'm, I'm, I'm very hopeful that this works out and that he really can take this um, new job, this new title, this new rank that he has and really make it into something. Because yes, I think even AEW, even as big as it is right now, I think it definitely does uh, deserve more shine on it, I guess you could say, but in a good way. So Jeff Jarrett as director of business development, let's hope that he can. That's about all that I'm going to say. Let's hope that he can. It's going to take us to the final topic for today. Top 100. AEW, part of this list. AAA, part of this list. New Japan, part of this list. Ring of Honor, part of this list. But as usual, the WWE made the top of this list. Pro Wrestling Illustrated has put out their top 100 tag teams for 2022. I have the full list in front of me here. I'm only going to mention a few of them here that I think were very, very notable to be on here. And if you guys have any um, anything that you want to add to that, let me know. Do you think that these should have been first, second, third? What's going on in your heads? Number one, the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions, the Usos, number one. Number two, who I would have personally put as number one. We're talking AAA, IWGP, Ring of Honor, World Tag Team Champions. Yes, all three separate championships with different companies ftr number three the briscoe brothers number four the aew world trios champions the death triangle number five and i'm probably going to butcher this uh fukioka double crazy a team that i have never heard of to be honest with you so i'm gonna have to talk to my friend mel and uh Maybe have her suggest something to me because it sounds like they would be from New Japan. RK Bro coming in at number six. The Good Brothers at number seven. The Young Bucks at number eight. Number nine, The Hex. Yes, Allison K and Marty Bell. A women's tag team within the top ten. I am very thankful for that. Number ten coming is Violence is Forever. A few notable ones that I wanted to talk about. Number 14, Toxic Attraction. Again, females on that list. I'm very happy about that. It's about time that we started really shining a light on the women's tag team division. Sasha Banks and Naomi coming in at number 19, which I thought might have been maybe a, a little too low considering everything that they had done within 2022. But then again, 
I understand the situations behind everything and their departure from the WWE and really not doing anything after that. So maybe 19 is where they should be. Damage Control coming in at number 25. Imperium coming in at number 28. The Alpha Academy, Chad Gable and Otis, yes, coming in at number 32. Above, above, yes, I'm going to say it again, above the New Day coming in at number 33. That blows my mind. Blows my mind. Pretty Deadly coming in at number 43. The Twin Towers coming in at number 46 on that list. The Never Openweight Six-Man Tag Team Champions uh, within House of Torture. Um, Evil Show and uh, Yujiro coming in at number 48. And I am absolutely loving this this entire like mix of different companies being showcased on this. It's not just like the top 15 are WWE, AEW, and then it's just a mix of those you know two companies afterwards we are getting so much good stuff coming from this 5150 is coming in at 55 viking raiders coming in at 64 just below the gorillas of destiny from new japan pro wrestling Tom, uh, tonga lao and uh, rama tonga Amazing tag team, them as well. G.O.D. is absolutely fantastic. Galaxy Punch coming in at number 72. My goodness. Like, just just the, the inclusion of everything here blows my mind right now. Uh, yeah. It sounds like Bill Apter expanded his wrestling repertoire. Yeah, I fully, fully. And yes, Astrid, yes, yes, 100%. It is about time. It's about damn time. About damn time. And I am super happy with that. Pretty empowered. The NWA Women's Tag Team Champions coming in at number 71. Again, the women in there, the Renegade Twins coming in at 73. So many, so many good names here. This list can be found um, online. All you have to do is just Google it and the entire list of 100 will be there for you. Um, Bougie Reality coming in at number 100. So going back to the top of the list with the top three, the Usos, FTR, and the Briscoes, would you have put them in that order as well? Or would you have changed it up and had maybe somebody totally different in that top three? Leave your comments down below there. I know that it is... Uh, you know, a program that you're watching after the fact. And I do appreciate that. I appreciate each and every one of you that come in and uh, leave a comment or uh, like the video over on YouTube. Whatever you were doing, I am so happy and thankful that you were part of this as my co-host as well. A little bit of a programming note for everyone. I will not be doing a Monday Night Raw watch along uh, as far as I know right now this coming Monday because of work-related situations. And Tuesday's episode of Turnbuckle Talk will be a pre-recorded broadcast. It is episode number 300, and I am hoping to get some of my uh, good friends to be able to come on with me. Uh, people that have been there since 2015 when Turnbuckle Talk really started, and uh, just kind of sit around, shoot the shit a little bit, and uh, have a little bit of a celebration for episode 300. Um, I'm excited for it. I definitely am. Even if it's going to be pre-recorded, I want to make sure that it is put out there. So 
We'll get to this comment here before we end things off. Chris saying the Usos and FTR can be interchanged at number one and two, but the Briscoes do deserve that number three spot. I fully agree with that. I definitely do. So once again, my name is Carl Carafel. I thank you all so, so much for coming by, taking a look at this product that I have here. And I want you to go and check out everything having to do with our local establishment as well. I'm going to make this a little bigger here for everyone so that you can see that is the logo for our local establishment. Go and find that logo right there. This logo here. Oh, camera. There we go. This logo right here. Go and find that. There are so many different shows that are available on that podcasting network from Beats and Beatdowns, which is a show that I do with my good friend Bobby Munson, to the NXT show uh, taking over. There is the Bravado, another show that happens over there that is is not professional wrestling based. There is Paramindful where we talk all things and I'm going to use Mel's wording, spooky ooky-ish. Go and check that out as well. There is a plethora of different content available with our local establishment. Go and follow that Twitch page and uh Just make sure that you're notified when we go live. That way you can hop right over and be part of all of the action. Thank you so much for joining me. Till the next one, remember, the world's a scary place. Take care of each other.